0: at MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's Mike C-R-O-C.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy and subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike c Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. Today, guys, before I introduce our guest, I want to thank you for listening and thank you for your support of the movement. Please continue. Please tell your friends, family. If you guys see value in this and the guests that I'm bringing on, please share it. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and go to YouTube if you want to watch these at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. I have a page up where we show the videos of these podcasts so you can actually see the faces of my guests. And now I have my friend, Jay Jay Sharrick. Share or Shear? I forget already.
1: Shear, but you call sheer, me whatever you want.
0: Sheer, Jay Shear. Jay Shear is the owner of Jay Shear Business Consulting. Has He's loved all things business since he can remember. He was interested in understanding why some businesses succeed when others fail. Following a successful 30 plus year corporate career, Jay started his own coaching and consulting business where he specializes in helping entrepreneurs and small businesses, small business owners build a solid foundation, transform their business and achieve the results and success they deserve. But The fun thing about this is he also has a podcast called The Business Minds Coffee Chat, which your boy C-Rock was on just the other day, and we get to hang out with each other for a couple hours this week. So great to have you here, Jay. Welcome to the show.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, C-Rock. Appreciate it. And I'm grateful for you. I am appreciative of the opportunity to be here and what an awesome, awesome platform. And as I shared with you when you were on my show I love what you're doing. I love the content that you put out. And I love the audience that you've been able to grow and the knowledge that you're pouring into them. So this is going to be a great conversation. Been looking forward to it twice in one week. Thank How could you. it get any better Thank than
0: you. that? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, listen, guys, listen to this voice he has. I mean, and the fact of the matter is most people that have the, have the voice that Jay has through radio because they don't have the face to TV. <laughs> but Jay, on the other hand, he's got both. Yeah, so, oh. yeah, so let's, let's start the show like we always do by asking the question, Jay, what are you made of?
1: Wow, powerful question right off the bat. You know, the first thing that comes to mind, C-Rock, is love. I'm made of love and love for many, many different things. Love for my fellow human beings, love for what I do in this world, love for the ability to be able to show up, be able to use my voice, love of business, love of transformation so many different areas that I dig into. So that's one piece of it, but that's a wide ranging piece of what I'm made of. There's so many other pieces and parts to it. But when I put it all together and aggregate it, that is the number one word that comes to mind.
0: Got it. So we're going to come back to that. But what I want to do is I want to hear your story. Everybody's got a story. What's your story? And by the way, you can go all the way back to diapers if you want and till present day.
1: Sure. Well, I, you thank come. you. Yeah, great. So so I'll just give you a, just a super quick snapshot of my early years because some of that is going to help to paint the picture of who I am today, what shaped me and why I do the things that I do. So first of all, grew up in Virginia, had a great family life and at a very early age I started to develop a just a interest in all things business and where that really came from was my dad was in real estate my mother was a small business owner and spending time with my dad driving around town looking at all these different office buildings i just i had a very vivid imagination so i was imagining myself you know in these offices behind a a big desk and you know having different kinds of meetings and really trying to Figure out what kind of businesses are they, right? What are they doing? Why are they doing it? And I was very, very inquisitive. So, around the dining room table, you know, the conversations were typically around what was happening with a local business. Oh, this business was doing well. This business shuttered its doors. You know, my dad would talk about different business people that he was interacting with and what was happening in the real estate market and it just really started to connect with me. It was resonating. And the more I was around that, the more my interest grew. So I was asking better and deeper questions, let's say. Then I became very, very interested in success. Why were, business, why were certain businesses succeeding when other businesses were not? You know, What was it? What were they doing different? And then let's fast forward a bit to when I started to really jump into the working world. I went down the fast food route and learned some very valuable lessons through working in fast food about team building, about leadership, about showing up, about responsibility and accountability, and making really good pancakes too. So, so that was, that was the, uh, the fast food side. But then when I actually jumped into my first, what I would call my first real job, it was working for my uncle, and my uncle owned a refriger- an ice and refrigeration company, and I started off as a stock guy, right? I'm, you know, I'm delivering products, I'm delivering uh, large uh, refrigerated units to restaurants, and as I'm making my way around town, I'm starting to build relationships with many of the local businesses that were customers of my uncle's and i'm watching i'm observing i'm asking questions and really trying to get an understanding of what's going on inside these businesses and how the products and services that we provide impact their business why is why is it so important that they're buying their products and services from my uncle's business so i'm collecting data right i'm collecting data points as i'm going along and then something amazing happened my I remember my uncle would work just crazy hours. I mean, he was just a hard-working guy, had a lot of talent, and would come home late at night covered in in grease. Was typically late for family dinners, but was doing an amazing job providing for his family and working very hard. And he brought someone into the business to help him really get his arms wrapped around the actual nuances of the business itself. And when that happened, I saw a shift. And not only did I see a shift in the business itself, but I also saw a transformation happen with my uncle. And you've heard the saying before that, you know, with a lot of of businesses that start as, you know, tradespeople who are really good with their hands and they kind of build a business around that that they spend a lot of time working in the business, right, but not necessarily working on the business itself. And that's how I would describe what happened with my uncle's ice and refrigeration business. Then the transformation occurs. Now there's a focus in working on the business itself, getting the foundation right, right, putting the right processes and procedures in place and really starting to to build a very strong and solid business that could then begin to grow exponentially. And I was there for that. I saw that firsthand and that just, man, that just stuck inside of me and I could feel the change happening. And because of that, it showed me what can happen when you bring someone into an opportunity or into a business, and you're starting to surround yourself with others who know what they're doing, that can provide guidance, that can provide mentorship and coaching, how that can transform someone's life and someone's business. And I wanted to be a part of that. So that was the seed. Then I got into the corporate world had my first corporate position, and I thrived in that type of environment. It was a very conservative company. You know, Here I am, I'm a young guy, I'm wearing, wearing a suit and tie every day. This was a manufacturing company, and I was at their corporate locations in my hometown. And it took me some time to land that job. And I was tenacious about it. I was relentless about going after this opportunity. And that started to show me something else about my personality and about the way that I was showing up. I Again, I wanted to go after something. I was going to make it happen. Nothing was going to stand in my way. So I entered the corporate world. And this was one of those moments in time where an opportunity presented itself that changed the trajectory of my life. So the first seed that was planted was the opportunity with my uncle and what I saw there about transformation, then this part is where I was sent to a Dale Carnegie course through the corporation that I was working for. And it was a course on human relations. And I had never experienced anything like that before. I had never been part of the self-development or self-improvement world, didn't know any of the players, didn't know any of the names. So, I go to this Dale Carnegie course and my mind was blown. You know, I spent weeks upon weeks studying Dale Carnegie's principles, digging into his books. And then from Dale Carnegie, it led to you name it from from Zig Ziglar to Og Mandino. Tony Robbins wasn't even out yet. But, uh, you know, so you start to enter that space and your world changes, your worldview changes. And I knew nothing about mindset and how we can take any situation, no matter what that situation is, and be able to turn that around. And so that really started to connect me with others, and it lit a fire under me, and I haven't looked back since. So that position led to another opportunity, I went to work for a customer of mine had an ownership position in that company. Uh, we grew that business to 17 locations, $250 million in sales, sold that business to a public company and I stayed on board through the transition and for a couple more years. And then I left and I went to work for another major corporation and uh, spent six, seven years there. Uh, had p responsibility for a, a relatively large segment of that business. And left the corporate world behind to start my own business. Figured it was the right time. I took my, my knowledge and my experience, my ability to, to help other businesses grow, transform businesses, and said it was time to do that on my own. And here I am today having this conversation with you.
0: Yeah, I love it. And so, you know, a lot of people feel guilty when they're, work, like they're used to working in the business to make that switch to working on the business. Because they feel like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be doing this stuff. And they're so used to it. And they feel like if they don't do that, that they're not working. We're like working on the business, on the business is work, but it doesn't feel like the same kind of work. You feel me?
1: Yeah. Oh, I definitely feel you.
0: So there's a guilt thing. I went through this years ago and when I let go of that part, uh, man, it was freeing. But I did go through a period of time where I was thinking to myself, you know, the people that are still doing what I was doing, like I felt there was, there would be a resentment or something because not everybody understands that somebody needs to be working on the business, the processes, the culture, you know, the foundation of the business, the finances, recruiting, all the stuff that goes into building a business. And But you've, you've experienced that before, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and what's interesting about that and what happens when I'm working with clients today is many times the business owner doesn't have that self-awareness. So they realize that somewhere in their business, something may be maybe isn't working, right? They've either hit a ceiling and they just can't quite figure out how do I move past this, right? I'm really good at what I do. I provide an excellent service, but you know, I'm ready to bring on, let's say a couple new employees, but I really don't know how to, I'm not sure about onboarding. I'm not sure about motivating a team and, and really building a team and putting the right metrics in place and all the different aspects of a business. And so when you bring someone into that organization, who's able to look at it from a very different perspective, right, who's not in it all day, every day, but can pull the lens back and help you identify where the blind spots are, help you identify where there's coaching opportunities. Maybe you need help with communication. Maybe it's just kind of building your leadership skills. Those are the kinds of things that can make a tremendous difference to a business owner and that's kind of what gets me fired up and gets me super yeah. excited.
0: Yeah. And it's often a thing where like a lot of times business owners don't know really how much they know and they don't know what they don't know. Because so, so a coach or consultant can point out the things, Hey man, you know this, or they show them something and say, Oh yeah, that's why I was being successful at that particular thing. Or, Hey, I know you don't know this obviously because of the way I'm assessing your business, but here's something you need to know. And then you take action and then that lights a fire and, and, uh, revenues jump or culture changes or what have you right
1: yeah you're right that right that's exactly right and you know the interesting thing c-rock is
0: i wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book rocket fuel is available for sale now at mike forward slash book that's mike c-r-o-c.com forward slash book go get a copy and share it with your friends and family it will change lives guys i will not let you down now back to the show
1: we all have it within us, right? So the, the, the seeds of greatness, the ability to be able to do whatever it is you want to do, that's inside of you. But it takes many times having someone else, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a, a coach, to be able to help pull that greatness out of you. And when you connect with the right people, when you connect with a mentor, when you connect with a coach, someone who is talented and able to do that, to be able to look within you and see where your strengths are and help you develop those and pull those out, man, that's where magic begins to happen.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people get so concerned with their weaknesses and their shortcomings, and then they let that hold them back where they could hire that out, right? Or they could you know, get some help developing that area. But now when you left corporate world and started your own business, did you have like a fear, like a some scaredness in you? Like or or did you just know and just roll with it? By the so, way, I, the reason I asked that, I've done it before where I've done it and I wasn't scared at all because I was just too stupid to be scared. <laughs> and then and then now as I've built this, you know, I built a division, I built companies now too. Like anytime I'm going into a new venture now, I'm not too stupid to be scared. And I do get a fear. Like it's not a bad fear that like paralyzes me, but it's like I feel it and then I know I'm on the right track. So
1: yeah, you know, that's a really interesting point that you make. And I want to tie back to something else you said a moment ago, and that's about not knowing what you don't know. So we have to pay attention to those signs. We have to pay attention to those signals that we're receiving. So that fear is an example. I change the word fear to excitement. And I do that very purposely because it's like, If I'm going on stage, as an example, or if I'm giving a presentation, you know, I get those butterflies in my stomach, right? You know, I start to sweat. But that to me is excitement. I am so hyper focused on what I'm about to do that I use that excitement to help propel me forward. That's my rocket fuel or part of my rocket fuel. So when I started the business, I was very excited about it. I was you know i was walking into an unknown and that to me cr- did create some excitement you, we can use the word fear but here's what what was interesting for me so 30 plus years in various corporate positions there's a lot of stability to that in terms of you know you've got benefits right you've got A consistent salary plus perks. And I was doing a lot of traveling systems, all of lots of people around you, right? And I worked for some some pretty big companies and, and helped build some pretty big companies. So there was a lot of that there for me. Now I'm basically saying I'm walking away from that to do this because I want to be able to determine my own future. I want to be able to say that. I've been able to create this. And we don't do anything alone, right? But the fact is that when you're working for someone else, someone else is making a lot of those decisions about you and about your future. When you're off on your own, it's it's you, right? The decisions start and end with you. And that was the account of the type of accountability that I wanted. And to be able to prove to myself that I could do this, I'm going to do this. And that's what I'm executing on every day.
0: Yeah. So you got to give something up if you want something. And so you look at all the things that they had, business systems and culture and all, all HR, probably all these different things, right? And then maybe some of that stuff you were involved with while you were working there, but then you, you need to figure out, okay, am I willing to give that up and then start my own stuff, add one little thing at a time, or you can't get things in life unless you give something up.
1: Yeah, that, that's so true. And there has to be a very strong belief system as well. And if you don't have that, and I didn't have that early, early on in my career, right? I had to build that, right? That took time. And I still work on that. I mean, that's a, it's just like going to the gym, right? It's something that I do every single day, seven days a week. It's working on my mindset. It's working on strengthening my resolve, strengthening my, my own saw, right? Building my skill sets. We talked about this on, on my show that competence confidence loop right constantly looking at what are the skills that i need in order to continue to grow so i can bring massive value continue to serve and attract the right kind of people into my life that takes work that doesn't just happen organically you have to be very or at least i through my experience i have to be very intentional about that and so that's why i'm very very careful about the types of content that I consume, the people that I'm having conversations with. You know, remarkable people like you who are driven, who've been there before, who can help educate me, who can pour knowledge into me and that I can help as well, right? Because that's what that's what giving and serving and collaboration is all about. So, those are the kinds of things that I think about every single day and the way that I start my day in the morning and the way that I end my day at night matter and I have a, a system that I go through that helps me stay grounded that helps me focused on that helps me focus on not only what's happening in the moment but also how I'm setting myself up for success tomorrow even though tomorrow is not guaranteed I'm thinking about it
0: so how did you know it was time to leave and start your own what, what triggered what triggered that Whoa.
1: So a a couple of things, and I'm going to answer your question, but I want to start by saying this. I actually should have left four or five years before I did. And that my issue with that was I didn't have enough self-awareness about my own abilities and my own strengths at that time to be able to leave and start something on my own. So I wouldn't change anything but i would say this and this is this is really the main point i want to make is have enough self-awareness believe enough in yourself if you or me or anyone else has an interest in doing something different than what you're doing today because you you'll find more purpose and fulfillment elsewhere put the right systems in place make sure that you have income coming in but go after it don't wait and i waited and now i gained some additional experience along the way but how did i know i was ready so there were a couple things that were happening first i, I knew that had i not left at that time that my next move was going to be relocating to my uh, the corporate office for this company and that was not going to be a possibility for me so that was one point that helped me make the decision and i knew that if i didn't take that particular role then i was going to be relegated to doing some things that just weren't going to drive me they they weren't motivating me and i didn't feel that i was that i was best utilizing my talents and my gifts at that time so that was really the ultimate decision i saw the writing on the wall and said it's time and and I'm glad that that happened. Like I said, I wouldn't change any of that because I needed all of those things to happen that led up to me pushing to go, off, to go off on my own and start my own business consulting and coaching business.
0: Yeah, and how long did it take you to start getting revenues flowing?
1: Very quickly because I was fortunate enough that a large client of mine from my corporate position who I had built a very strong relationship with was looking to make some changes and grow in a couple other areas within their business. So they contacted me immediately the moment I left my position and said, hey, we've been working very closely together. You've helped us out a tremendous amount. Can you help us with this? And that really provided the impetus to start the business. I started off on the right foot because I had this opportunity, this client to work with, and then it just started to grow from there.
0: Gotcha. Now, what's your view on uh, starting a startup or collaborating with someone that's already got something going in and buying a position in their company or just working for that position in that company, helping them change course of that company or elevate it?
1: So the big question that I always ask is, why are you doing this? what are your very specific goals, right? What are you looking to accomplish? And what is your purpose or why, right? Because that's important. Understanding what are you going after, how I'm going to go after it, who do I need in my life? Those are the kinds of questions that I'm pushing back on entrepreneurs. That I'm pushing back on other uh, business owners to be able to answer because you've got to get clarity around those things first. If someone says to me, "Well, you know, I want to jump into this because I want to make a lot of money," okay, well, that's that's too. I, you're not clear enough on that. So, how much money do you want to make? Right over what time frame? What do you plan to do with it? You know, we we can chase things, but we need to get crystal clear on that. So once you know what your purpose is and you know what you're going after, go for it. Right. I I think there's a lot of benefit and power in working with other people, right? Being able to collaborate, creating partnerships. Again, I said this earlier, we don't do this alone, but going down the entrepreneurial journey and going down that road, it can be very lonely at times. And if you have someone else to go along that journey with you so you can bounce ideas off of one another, you can share best practices, you can talk about successes and failures and figure out how you're going to do these things together, man, that's a great, great place to be. So I encourage that type of collaboration. And if you're not in a partnership, if you're doing this solo. Make sure that you are part of a group, get into a mastermind group, be around other business leaders, be around other entrepreneurs, network like crazy. Make sure that you're around others that you can at least start to talk about the experiences that you're having and be able to unfold that in front of other people. That's critically
0: important. Yeah, man. Great, great points, man. I love it. So, the other thing I wanted to ask you you said you're made of love, so, and you had a love for business. So does that mean you love all the parts of business or is there any parts that you just, it bothers you?
1: So I wouldn't say certain parts bother me, but there are areas of business that I like more than I do other areas. So as an example, the HR side of running a business, you know, not not my favorite part. So I would rather bring someone else in, someone who specializes in that area. There are pieces and parts of that that I, that I can certainly help with, but not my favorite. And so I, I tend to focus more on the foundational aspects, more on vision, mission, goal setting, sales process and development, building sales teams, hiring the right people Now, the HR side would be the onboarding piece, but when I talk about putting the right people in the right roles, making sure that we've identified core values and that we're hiring people that align with those core values, setting them up for success, and making sure that they understand what the the accountability is for each role and how they play a part in the organization's overall success. Motivating them, putting the right KPIs together—those are the kinds of things that I enjoy doing. And relationship building, and creating the right client experience.
0: This isn't the last question because the last question is the rocket fuel. But the one final question I'll ask you is about setbacks in businesses and things that happen in businesses. You know, like I said to start this interview, like the interest rates and mortgages control a lot of things. And if you don't have a pipeline that that's locked, and there's not been volatility, and all of a sudden there's volatility. Your whole pipeline can get wiped out, so it's very, you know, it's something that you got to be careful of. So that's just an example in business of a setback or a red alert type thing, like every all hands on deck. But what do you see in uh, when when setbacks happen in business, or or I guess disruptions or whatever? How do you approach those? Like, do you have a process that? you go through when you, there's a setback or something of in, mentally for mindset, first of all, and then also as far as actions go?
1: Yeah. Great great question. So it always starts with the mindset component because a setback in a business, let's say it's revenues drop off, losing market share, losing people, right? Losing customers, not having a strong client acquisition or client retention, those sorts of things. When those happen, it can... It starts here in how we process it. So that, could, that can destroy you, right? It can destroy your confidence. It, you start to question yourself, right? You start to tell yourself stories that just are not true. So the first piece of that is let's work on building the mindset. Let's look at the progress that you have made. Let's make sure that we've clearly identified what is the root cause of the problem that we're having right now. Let's not just look around and, and make guesses. Let's really dig in and understand why are we having this setback? What is it? And then what exactly are we going to do about it, right? And start to put the preventative measures in place and build ourselves up to a point that this, let's just say we're almost future-proofing our business. So if we run into a similar situation in the future, we're prepared for it. We've put the right processes in place and we're not going to run into that again. So. Get the mindset right first. Work through it. Identify the issues. Put the put the right processes and systems in place that are going to make us bulletproof in those areas. And carry on. Let nothing stop you from moving forward. And be adaptable. Be flexible, especially in challenging times. Understand that even if we're we want to move in this direction, right, we may have to zig and zag a bit in order to get there. But we need to be thinking four, five, six, seven steps ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's how you're going to answer the rocket fuel question, but I'll go ahead and get into that. Before I do that though, how can my audience connect with you?
1: Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. So the best place to go home base is my website, which is jshearbusinessconsulting.com. I'm sure there'll be a link for it. From there, you'll have access to the show. You'll be able to see Rock's episode when that's released and also all the other amazing people that appear on that show. You can also schedule some time with me to talk about one-to-one coaching, group coaching, and all kinds of great things. You'll also find me on all the different social platforms, but go there. That's the one-stop shop.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Final question. What does the rocket fuel concept mean to you about turning setbacks, anything that comes your way that could stop you or slow you down, but converting that into rocket fuel for your future so you don't just go back to your original position? Because resiliency is really not a strong enough word for me. Like I don't want to go back to my original spot. I want to blast through that. So what does that mean to you in your life or what does it mean to you now? Yeah,
1: no, I, lo- I love it. So first of all, resiliency, and I, I'm right there with you, right? We're always in a state of change. So we're always either growing or we're dying. And for me, it's always about growth. So I use the rocket fuel concept and what you're putting out there as a way to really just pour fire on my tenacity, put fire on all the things that make up who I am today and being relentless and going after my goals, being clear on what my goals are, and letting nothing get in the way of that. So that rocket fuel is critically important because we know, no matter what, that we're going to run into challenging times. We're going to have setbacks, right? But we, if we're always focused on our purpose, on what we're doing, why we're doing it, and that we get massively behind that. That rocket fuel is going to keep us propelling forward, and we can go higher and higher, and there is nothing at all that's going to stop us from doing that except
0: ourselves. Yeah, and it creates an unstoppability. So let's go, Jay. Let's go. Love it, man. I appreciate you coming on today, man, and I appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, If there's anything I could ever do for you, if you ever want to collab on something, man, just reach out. Uh, I'm here for you to, to provide value. So thank you.
1: Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate the platform and the opportunity. And again, I'm grateful for you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I love it. And can't wait to get a copy of Rocket
0: Fuel. Bring Thanks, it, man. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have been listening to the What Do You have Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike Searock. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep coming back. Tell your friends, family, and go get that Rocket Fuel book at MikeSearock.com forward slash book. And until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikeserock.com, themikeserock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, com forward slash book. That's Mike. C-R-O-C dot com Forward slash book Go get yourself a copy Thank you so much for your support And your listenership It means the world to me